The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. I'm speaking to you from the 22nd World Meat Congress that's underway through the rest of this week in Dallas, Texas. Talking to you, of course, is uh, Arlen Suderman joining us. And Arlen, we look at these markets and not the prettiest of pictures kind of being worked in to give us the prices that we saw today. Yeah, there really are. And uh, first of all, I think we need to, it's important to look at this in the backdrop of what has been rallying prices. And part of that, as we've talked about, has been money flow coming into the grain and oil seed markets. And we've talked at times about how that was point, especially for wheat. Um, and uh, so that leaves us vulnerable sometimes when we do start to fall, that we hit some air pockets and we just kind of collapse down. Uh, the other perspective to look at in, in the light is uh, the fact that the corn prices had been two months. That trading channel was ascending, higher highs with each time we rally, higher lows each time we drop down. Uh, wheat prices, very similar type of a pattern. Soybeans, it was a descending channel, high, lower highs, lower lows, but we were still at the top of the channel. So with nothing new fundamentally to justify breaking out the top of that channel, uh, prices yesterday broke down from the tops of those channels in corn, soybeans, and wheat. What did they blame? Uh, well, they blamed concern about China trade talks, ratcheting a little bit more um, the strong dollar. Well, today the dollar broke sharply, and we continue to go lower. The China trade talk factor is still there, but there wasn't anything new. It really had to do with, I think, the funds just following and trading that channel and looking for something to do to justify it. And the other fact, uh, which really gave no fodder for the bulls, nothing to go contrary to the move in prices that was happening and really justifying the sell-off from the standpoint of the fund managers. You talked about that dollar and the weakness that we've seen. As I was reading your um, midday market comments, you had talked about the influencing a little bit. So some things that producers might not think about influencing a little bit of this dollar today. Yeah, who would have, who would think that Italian politics is playing into money flow into our commodities? But uh, that's been a big factor, and it really goes back to um, the future of the European Union. We already had the question has been, will there be others that follow? And uh, so there has been kind of a growing political movement in various countries within Europe to follow a similar pattern. Italy is now in the forefront. They've got a lot of problems, a lot of factions in their politics. And they recently had an election um, and were able to form a coalition government happened to be both uh, anti-Brussels, anti-European Union. And so when they then tried to form their government and put together their cabinet, the old existing president from the last election, uh, from the previous uh, coalition appointees to serve and so then that created kind of a political crisis in Italy and so I said well maybe we need to have another election maybe in July well the political moment about the European Union's open borders policy and open that means open immigration coming in from North Africa and the Middle East and so it was felt like 
that would really become a referendum on leaving European Union. So today, second highest on record, records go back to 1986, and USDA is lacking to be supportive right now. But we did bounce off the technical charge support today. I think we test it tomorrow and Friday. As long as that holds, then the market starts focusing on things that justify going back the ball. Yeah, really. That's where the delays are, and it's kind of been off the radar, so to speak. Of course, they're not big producers. Michigan and Pennsylvania would be a lot bigger concerns if delays were big in Minnesota and then the Dakotas. Um, but that's where the delays are right now. The rest of the country seems to be... The Fontenelle final bell coming up. Arlen Suderman is joining us from FC Stone. We'll take a look at the livestock side of the trade and, of course, some more influences from the grain market as well. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Arlen Suderman is joining us from FC Stone, and I am at the World Meat Congress, so you can guarantee there's a lot. Can we tie it to the cash, the, the prices coming out of the south? What are you seeing for the reason for such a big drop? Yeah, I- Freudian slip. I think you made triple-digit gains. Yep. Oops. Uh, sorry. Big gains. Um, but uh, it, it was an active day in the cattle market, and uh, we saw some cat fourteen beating last week's one ten to one eleven. And the general thinking coming into this week and uh, was that we might stabilize with a full slaughter schedule next week. Once again, now that the holiday is passed, that we might stabilize prices, not see the sharp losses that we saw last week in the cash market but still with it and gave us an active day of buying. Well, I did see that there were some bids early on uh, that came out of Nebraska on a dress basis at about 175 And for having a Monday off and to see trade happening on a Wednesday, both in the north and the south, not something we're used to. Yeah, and we know that there's a lot of supply out. The prices have been tumbling so much, but the Packers uh, have estimated margins approaching $300 per head historically high packer margin so they have an incentive to get every animal through those plants that they can and so to be bidding for those animals to get them and it looks like we may be seeing a look for more animals uh, in order to get what they need and maybe fight with each other to get those animals a little bit so a little bit firmer than what was expected definitely some positive news have you seen any discussion about how the holiday movement went of meat over the counter I have not. Uh, it's been encouraging to decide yesterday. We saw some real strong prices midday. Now that moderated by the end of the day. And that suggested to me that perhaps some of the demand had been uh, very positively pleasing. Um, but I haven't seen any final numbers yet. Feeder cattle, we saw some sharp gains as well within their trade today. In the feed grain market, that also was supportive. So kind of a uh, a double shot support there for the feed cattle market. Hog numbers, light buyer support. I know they've had some struggles lately in this market. You know, we're really increasing the supply of red meat right now in the country, and, and we've had the strengthening dollar, which creates some problems on the export market for both beef and pork as well. And I think the sharply lower dollar was another factor today. We're reaching to see the green on the screen today. But I think one of the keys to going to be watching is this dollar. If we see, we saw the dollar break today because the euro bounced again. Longer term, I'm still concerned about the euro 
and its ability to hold up. And if it continues to break and push the dollar higher, that puts us at a significant dissenting meat production that we have is to keep the exports going. Uh, and, uh, and also when the dollar gets strong, that, that tends to increase our imports as well and create some problems. So a weaker dollar would certainly be better than a much stronger dollar from the meat market standpoint. Wanted to jump back to a comment, a bullish report that came out of the Middle East. What are your thoughts on that? How is that affecting the trade? Crude oil has long been a leading indicator for the commodity complex, and so the grain and oil seeds sometimes take their cue from the crude oil market. Certainly the biofuels, the biodiesel and ethanol, make that timed uh, source that Reuters was quoting saying uh, that it, this source believes that Russia and Saudi Arabia and the rest of OPEC will remain committed to keeping their agreement uh, to limit output through the end of this year. And that really eased some fears that the crude oil market had production to the world supply. All right. Sounds good, Arlen. What's the best way for folks to reach you at FC Stone? I- intlfcstone.com. Of course, don't forget to follow him on Twitter as well for a good insight throughout the trading day of things happening, both grain and livestock and beyond. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio. You're listening to the Rural Radio 